This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Insane video here online. Uh, it's a news story. Down in Florida, they've been having some flooding and uh, very heavy rains. And a deputy sheriff gets out of his vehicle. You can see it looks like uh, it looks like a movie set because the rain's coming down so hard. You're like, that's not real life, but it is. Mm-hmm. You can't see out of the, the windshield, but he gets out of his cruiser to go help a guy who's stuck in the rain. And both of them get sucked into a, a drainage pipe. They get sucked underneath the highway and shot out the other side. But listen to this, the body cam footage. Stresses you out. So here he is, he's getting out of his cruiser, Jim. Walking through about knee-deep water. Now it's up to his waist, and now he's gone. He's underwater. Submerged for 30 seconds. Travels a hundred feet underneath the highway. He's still underwater, shooting through this drainage pipe, and now he's popped out the other side of the highway. Wow, it's completely dark as he's under. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, die too, buddy. Suck me in. And there he is talking with the other guy. Did you get sucked through there too? That was a crazy visual because it's obviously complete darkness in the pipe. And as soon as they come shooting out, they're in, you know, a river or wherever it exhausts to. And there's purple sheet lightning all in the sky. Like it looks like a movie scene because it's like, it looks like hell. Yeah. No word on whether or not he believed in Jesus before he got sucked into that drainage pipe. But if you heard, he definitely believed in him when he came out the other side. Let's do it again. (laughs) Back to the top. Yeah, that's a it's a long time to unexpectedly hold your breath, right? Yeah, oh yeah. It's one thing if you can take the big, <gasps> but if you just get suddenly sucked in, mm-hmm. that that would be the the craziest moment of your life for sure. Yeah, any longer because I think average people can hold their breath for about a minute. If that was two minutes, three minutes would have been all over. Glad they're both okay. Those body cams, you know. Thank God they exist. And waterproof. <laughs> yeah. They, who, who manufactures that body cam? They should use that in an advertisement. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. You may get uh, a little parched out there. Want to stop at a fast food joint and get a drink. Life hack. This has gone viral on TikTok. If you want more drink, order it with no ice. <laughs> There's a rumor, there's a TikTok that has gone viral where a woman orders a lemonade from Wendy's, asks for it with no ice, and they fill it up three-fourths full. Uh, Speculation that fast food places are cracking down on people ordering drinks with no ice. I find that very hard to believe because the markup on, on fountain drinks is so high. Why would they care? Uh... I mean, I don't know. The People will nickel and dime you to the end of the earth, you know? Like, if... if um, You'd almost think it would cost more to make the ice. Yeah, well, to the machine maintenance. I don't know. I don't know. Some restaurants can get kind of petty, and they don't want to be uh, feel like they've had one over pulled on them, you know? So yeah. if they think you're getting away with something. But yeah, truly, that's probably 14 cents for a lemonade, and they charge you two fifty for it. So the, the TikTok uh, in question... They're speculating that they're cracking down. Uh, Wendy's was contacted by a news organization. They haven't commented. 
I love Wendy's, but it may be one of the most guilty, and you can tell because a lot of the times they serve their drinks in a clear plastic cup. So you can see just how much ice is in there. And then as you drink it, you slowly see the level go, not slowly, quickly go down. You know, if it's behind a, a glass you can't see and you don't notice as well. Yeah, but the Wendy's, paper cup, you can't yeah. really tell how much ice is in there. So you're saying that, that they're just getting judged more because of the clear cups? I think Wendy's is too, but it would be a great experiment to get two other receptacles and pour one no ice and one with ice and see how much pop is in the no ice one. The life hack, they say, is you order it with uh, with no ice and then you go home and you pour it over ice yourself. <laughs> now that is... <laughs> I'm an ice guy. Steps. I like I like my glass full of ice when I'm having a drink. But if the drink, what if what if a pop comes out of the fridge already? Yeah. If it's already, I cold, like to pour it over ice still. Unless you're chugging it, I guess. I, but I don't chug. You know, I like to sip. I'm a sipper with ice. I like ice in a rye and Coke because you can swirl it around and you yeah. feel like you're kind of mixing Fancy. it up. Yeah. <laughs> Fancy too, but it feels like you're stirring it. <laughs> A and W does the their root beer doesn't come with ice, right? Yes, and it, it's always pretty cold. But you're yep. getting a substantial uh, amount of root beer, and it's the backbone of their business. So they're still making money, yeah. obviously, off the root beer. I don't think the the ice content is a huge concern for these fast food places. No, stealing the frosted mug might be though. Because that's an expensive form of Is the root beer for here or to go? It's for here. Psych. <laughs> Just like the Tim Hortons mugs, eh? Which Remember, the, they used to give you mugs at Tim Hortons. Wow, that's back you know, in the day. It's not that long ago, man. Really? You used to get the If you were having your coffee there, they'd give huh. you the ceramic mug. That's fancy. I think I had a full set when I was going to college. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Do you remember the movie The Full Monty? Well, Jim remembers it. All the memories about that film came rushing back when you saw the trailer for the new Full Monty sequel series that's coming to Disney Plus, Jim. I don't really have any memories of the original movie. I've never seen it. But I remember like seeing commercials for it on TV back in the day. Or, or Every once in a while, one of my friends would have it on the shelf, and I'd say, what is this movie? But it's the guys, they're, they're like stripping or something, right? It, they, it's But like, a, if I remember correctly, it's in the UK, and it's a small steel town or something, and all the factories are shutting down, and to save the town, the, these guys need to put on a strip show or <laughs> something. They're, they're stripping to save something, and they all, uh, you know, have, have different hang-ups about taking their clothes off, but if they don't do it, then the, the, old, town will die. the old orphanage is going to have to shut down. <laughs> Something like that. Well, it's just weird because I see the advertisements for the new one and I think to myself, how old are these guys? Because the age they are now is how old I thought they were in the original movie. So I had to look it up, and that movie came out in 97. I thought it was a little older than that, but... Uh, yeah, it's just funny because they were probably 35, 40 back then, but now they're 60, 65. This it, is going to blow your mind, Jim. What? All those guys are just as much older than you now as they were then. Think about it. I don't... That, that math is not check out. They're as older than you now 
as they were back then. I don't believe it. They must be way older. <laughs> they should be no. twice as old as they were. No, they're they're <laughs> no, not. It's as, just weird. Your perspective they're, they're changes. They're the same age gap no, I between understand. you and them. That I understand. It's just I was surprised that they could do it again because to me, yeah. in my mind, they were sixty in the original movie, but I guess they weren't. You know, no, they're probably like mid thirties. Well, mm. it's like you keep seeing these uh, stories pop up on social media where it's the actors who. Back in the day, like, you know, back in my day, it was the Golden Girls. And it turns out they were all, like, 28 when they... <laughs> or, like, Norm on Cheers was show. 32. Yeah, and you're like, that guy looks like he's 55. He was a he was a hard 32 yeah. when he started on Cheers. I don't know if it was the smoking or... I'm not saying he was a smoker, but just the different health yeah. lifestyles. I don't know, but... Or maybe it was just the cameras. Maybe it would, like people just look older on film. Like Mr. Back then. Cunningham from Happy Days, Richie Cunningham's dad on Happy Days, was like forty-two years old. <laughs> he was younger than I was. Yeah, when but he started also, that show, they dressed differently. Like everybody had slacks and a yeah. vest. And comb now, overs, a lot of comb yeah, overs. Yeah, now there's like forty-eight-year-old dudes wearing flat-brim hats and skinny <laughs> jeans. It's just. It's a weird look. Not fooling anybody, yeah. by the way, if that's what you're rocking. <laughs> it fools. It does fool you a little you bit, so From a distance. <laughs> yeah, on camera. <laughs> Talking about celebrities who you thought were way older than they actually were. Jim saw the trailer for the sequel to The Full Monty, and the age that the actors are now are the age he thought they were in the original. Mm-hmm. thought they were vampires there for a second. <laughs> Here's a text message from Abby. Abby says, what about Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell? He was 38 years old when that show started. I'm 37 now, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Even weirder, A.C. Slater is 50 and looks great. He does. Gretzky retired at 38. Uh, that's one. I thought Gretzky, you know, you, you, you're a young kid. You watch Gretzky's entire career play out. Mm -hmm. And then you think about he was only 38 years old when he retired. Mm -hmm. And he was past his prime at the time, which allegedly. Is, yeah, which is not crazy for an NHL career to yeah, retire yeah. at 38. But uh, there's one. This one's famous. Wilford Brimley. The the diabetes guy, mm -hmm. the the uh, Quaker Oats, big gray mustache spokesperson. He was in the movie Cocoon, where he played uh, a guy in his eighties. He was forty nine when he was cast oh, for that role. Tough pill to swallow, I guess, depending on how much they're paying you. But that is an odd casting. Four years older than I am, <laughs> Wilford Brimley was playing a a man in his eighties. Yeah. Great way to maintain a career, though. Like, if you can look that way for, like he did, for yeah, 40 years. But have the energy of a, a younger man. Yeah, yeah. You're going to book all those roles. And this is a good one. Mike says, I can't believe Jesus was only 33 when he died. <laughs> he did so much. <laughs> he, he, maybe the, the beard made him look a little older, uh, but he had some pretty sick abs from what I've seen. Truly. He was cut. Some Jesus. of the statues. And he was 33 when he died the first time. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Yesterday on the show, we were talking about the uh, strip club sign in London, Ontario that appeared on Facebook Marketplace. Beef Baron. <laughs> Worldwide notoriety, thanks to some Tom Segura mentioning the beef in his uh, one of his Netflix specials. 
Anyways, uh, it sold very quickly on Facebook Marketplace, which begged the question, who was selling it? We speculated because the guy said he would install the sign and backlight it with LED lights, that maybe it was whoever was hired to remove the sign. Mm Mm-hmm. They got to get rid of it on their own, um, and apparently there's money in that. The salvage game, right? Oh, for sure. Old bars, yeah. You're pulling at all the old uh, countertops and bar stools. You can purchase a bidet that was used by Jay-Z and Beyonce <laughs> thanks to Eric's Architectural Salvage in Los Angeles. They're selling items from a home that Jay-Z and Beyonce rented back in 2015, it includes a bidet. What do you think the current bid is on the bidet, Jim, with six days, nine hours left in the auction? <laughs> oh, what would I pay? I'll describe it to you. It's a pretty standard white ceramic bidet with gold-colored fixtures. I don't know if it's actual gold-plated or, or if it's brass, but it's, it's gold-colored, um, ornate, uh, hot and cold Handles on the bidet. Starting bid, 35 grand. (laughs) That's my guess. Where's it at? Oh, you should buy this then. It's $2,400 US right now. Okay, you know. (laughs) There's a problem of authenticity here. I mean, if it came with a certificate or a DNA test or something, (laughs) but unless it does, it's just a bidet. But imagine it is the the Beyonce bidet. That is the bidet that kept her bootylicious for a while. You know, if you want you, you want your booty to remain licious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta flush it out. You gotta use that bidet as often as you can. Bidet licious. <laughs> but again it washes itself bidet-licious. like licious. Like I, I don't know. You want you want the Michael Jordan shoes, but you don't wash the Michael Jordan shoes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But also Michael Jordan is famous for his shoes. Jay-Z is clean, famous for his pristine b-hole. Don't we all know? Yeah. The cleanest one in the rap game. He's got 99 <laughs> problems and swamp butt ain't one. <laughs> Isn't that how it goes? Yeah, that's a lyric. <laughs> the bidet used by Jay-Z and Beyonce. If you want to get in on this, only $2,400 US is the current bid. Taking a look at sports, Devin Peacock is our sports guy. He joins us. He's a baseball fan, and that's where we're going today, Dev. We are. There was a, a poll that was going around recently asking uh, players a number of questions, but uh, there were two that really uh, jumped out to me. One was a question about the new rules we have in the majors right now, and there's three two, three main new rules. So one is the bigger bases. They've also banned the shift. And the third is the pitch clock. Generally, the players like the pitch clock. However, when it comes to the playoffs, they want to change it. So there's three options. They either said, give us an extra five seconds, uh-huh. don't enforce it after the seventh inning, or get rid of it altogether. All three of those options, in my opinion, would be a mistake because you've played 162 games when, by the time you get to the playoffs under one set of rules, to then change the rules in the playoffs, to me, defeats the purpose. If you haven't adjusted by then, that's on you. Yes, it would be stupid in the World Series if there's you know someone gets a ball or a strike because of the pitch clock and they weren't fast enough, but it's that's just, on you. 30 seconds isn't long enough to steal the catcher's sign. 
So we need an extra five yeah. seconds. It's making it very difficult to cheat. Yeah. Come it's on. Ca- it's kind of like how we put a limit on our, our games now. Yeah, because people will Google our it. trivia game. Yeah, we don't want to give them time to Google the answer. <laughs> they don't want to give the Houston Astros time to bang on their garbage can. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, under the old rules, they could make their own garbage can before they banged it. So now you got to come with a with a... With a garbage can already. So I like the rules as they stand. I hope Major League Baseball doesn't change them. The other question they're asking, because it now looks like the Oakland A's are going to Las Vegas, is where would you like the uh, Major League Baseball to go next? And the overwhelming choice by players, uh, 69% of uh, players in Major League Baseball want to go to Nashville. Hmm. They think Nashville is the place to go. <laughs> What about Montreal? Montreal was second on the list at ten percent. Okay, uh, not close though. Not close. They like Montreal because how of many? How many people wanted to go to Nashville again? Sixty-nine percent. Sixty-nine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it. Now, why specifically Nashville? I mean, they got the Preds there. I'm trying to think of what other major teams they have. Mostly because there's a there's already a lot of fan base there from other teams. So there's a lot of baseball fans already there. Nashville in particular. So there's already a. It's group. an attractive place for players to live. It's an attractive as well. place. There's so also many bachelor and bachelorettes. There are a lot, a lot of those. But there's also, if you go back to the Negro leagues, the Nashville Stars. We're the team, and so there's a lot of history in terms of baseball in right. Nashville itself. So they Smashville works, right? Be, Smashing be, dingers the over the fence. It would probably be the Nashville Stars, but also Nashville is just a, a fun place to go. It's kind of like Montreal in that the nightlife is a lot of fun. So as you're a visiting player, to go through Nashville for a weekend, uh, yeah, you could do that. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, kind of the reason the Vegas Golden Knights won the cup, right? Tire out all those other teams yeah. the, the day before the game. Well, it's a thing in the NBA. Whenever the Raptors play on a Sunday afternoon, bet on the Raptors because all the players come through Toronto tr- uh, Saturday night in Toronto. It's a good time, but that's those Sunday afternoon games come fast if you're a visiting player. Hmm. And so bet on the bet on the bet on the home team whenever you're going into New York. You're going to L.A. When's, what's all the these big places? party in New Orleans? Mardi Gras. Mardi, Mardi Gras. Gras. That's when you start betting against the teams that roll through New yeah. Orleans <laughs> around Mardi Gras time. You think it would work in uh, Montreal, though? I don't think it would work in Montreal. We've seen this before. The the one of the big issues with Montreal is number one, you're going to have to build uh, a new stadium. You can't go anywhere, so that's going to cost a lot of money. Good luck getting that done. Number two. You just don't have the corporate support in Montreal that you would need to be successful just based on how big the Toronto Blue Jays have become in the absence of the Montreal Expos. It sounds nice. There's a lot of nostalgia attached to it, but Montreal would fail, guaranteed. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I'm sick and tired of these Monday to Friday snakes on this Monday to Friday train. Snake escaped on Ottawa's light rail transit system. Disrupted service. What? Mm-hmm. It did happen. This was, I think, I think over the weekend or Monday night. But uh, no, sorry, it's last Friday. They closed the the system down for an hour because somebody brought a snake on the train. It got loose. Took them about an hour to find it, <laughs> and they did resolve it around eight fifty six p.m. But they returned it to his owner, but um, 
I guess people are allowed to bring snakes on trains. <laughs> like, how do you how do you carry it? Just in a satchel, I guess, or a basket, right? What's the? It's a very. It's just a tube, and you <laughs> <laughs> like a, like a poster, poster tube. tube. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> hangs out in there. <laughs> but but no, seriously, it's actually like, like a, a like um, a burlap sack, right? Is what you keep a snake in. That's what Jake the snake did for sure. No, my buddy had a snake. It's like a. Uh, I think it was like a glass. I don't know. I don't know about a carrying case, but he had like a, a terrarium or an aquarium. Yeah, I guess that's yeah, terrarium. that's yeah, ter- yeah, an aquarium, terrarium. Yeah, yeah, like something you keep um, any sort of lizard in. Right, but if you're taking your snake for a walk, now yeah, burlap sack, hit maybe like a fanny pack. <laughs> sure, just tie it around your neck like a scarf. <laughs> just tie it around your waist. <laughs> <laughs> what are you ragging on my snake for? <laughs> Uh, there will be a time when you could train a snake to do that itself, but uh, no, because then how do you? Because if you if you if you have a glass terrarium for your snake to be in, would you put it in an overhead compartment? I, I have never been on a train before, so I don't know how it works. You've never been on a train? No. You've never been on a via rail train? No, no. You've never been on a train like a uh, like a, a light transit train no. in oh, a city? You know Have what? you been on a I subway? On the, no, I guess I, I was T-T-C? on the Toronto GO train once. You've been on the GO train? Once. There was no overhead storage. It was like a long bus. And how many snakes were on that train with you? One guy whipped one out. It, well, I don't know if it was a snake per se, but I didn't like it. Why is that snake skin colored? <laughs> He's got one that matches. Wait a second. And is it winking at me or does it only have one eye? I am ringing the bell and getting off at the next stop. They found the snake. Maybe they shouldn't have returned it to the owner if he's not responsible enough to keep his snake contained while he's on the train. <laughs> but they, they got it back to the owner, and the uh, light rail transit service has resumed in Ottawa, Ontario. Hmm. If you are a snake person, and pardon our ignorance, first of all, but tell us, like, when you take your snake out in public, how, yeah. do, you, how do you transport that thing? I want to see you peacock. Devin Peacock is here to talk sports. He's our sports guy. Let's do some NFL stuff, Dev. Uh, Get caught up. Last week, we didn't get to touch on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs getting their Super Bowl rings. Did you see those things? They are amazing. They're huge. I mean, every single year, the rings for every single team in every single league seem to get bigger and bigger. These rings have a bit of a detachable top, I I saw. Makes me nervous. You know, anything detachable, why would you want that? Because uh, it just, it's something to lose. Well, it's not something you wear, though, right? I mean, you wear it when you get it initially, and then it goes, it's like, it's basically like a trophy on your mantle because it's just so huge. Well, it used to be that guys would wear their rings. It used to be, but also there used to be like an actual ring. Now it's basically like, <laughs> I don't even know what. It's like a box that's walking around on your finger. Like, at some it looks point, like a very expensive Lego set. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many layers and levels and heights, it doesn't look comfortable. I almost wonder at some point, is, is, is one team going to just switch it up and just say, you know what, we're not doing rings, everyone just gets like a WWE-type belt? <laughs> that would be sick, actually. Belt buckles. A belt, belt buckles or something. Because I, you know, actually I need a heavyweight yeah. belt. You could wear a belt buckle. You could wear a heavyweight belt more than you would wear one of these rings because they're just, I don't know how much these things are worth. 
But it's so much that you would not want to wear it anywhere other than, you know, an NFL event where you could put it on and then take it off. You're not wearing this for more than an hour. No one on the Kansas City Chiefs is wearing their ring for more than an hour at a time. It's worth between thirty to $50,000. That's what they're saying. <laughs> there you go. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Have you been following the search for this Titanic submarine? This story is uh, is wild, Jim. Yeah. How many more victims is the Titanic going to take, you know? Because this is scary. There was a couple of rich people, basically, uh, that are kind of well-known. A British billionaire explorer named Hamish Harding and a French diver named Paul-Henri Narguilet, who on Sunday went down in a submarine, a five-person submarine, to the the wreckage of the Titanic, which is like 600 kilometers off the coast of Canada, off the coast of Newfoundland. And about an hour and 45 minutes after they went underwater to go about four kilometers under the ocean surface, they lost communication with the people on the boat, completely went missing. They haven't been able to contact them ever since Sunday afternoon. They have no idea where they are. Uh, they've been sending rescue vessels after them. They can't find it. As of uh, Monday afternoon, the U.S. Coast Guard said the submarine itself has somewhere between, they assume, 70 to 96 hours of oxygen left. So that's the ticking clock, basically. So So, if they don't find them, they're going to suffocate to death. Likely. I mean... If they're alive, That's I mean, how who knows? Yeah, like, something could have gone wrong. They could have hit something. They, they could have, have taken on water. Yeah. yeah, they could be in who a whale or a shark could have attacked it. Like I maybe not a whale, but who knows? Like there's a, the orcas are acting crazy these days. That's true. The killer you know? whales are they've they've turned against humans. Yeah, I saw the Meg. I didn't like I didn't like what they were saying the potential of these creatures are? Well, if they are inside a whale right now, you know how to get out of there, right? You tickle the dangling thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the true, uvula. and they sneeze you out. Yeah, <laughs> tickle, light a candle and yeah. tickle the uvula. Classic Pinocchio move. But there, I was kind of looking up what the deal with this submarine uh, thing is, and it is a tourist expedition. It's called Ocean Gates Expeditions. It costs $250,000 per person to do this. They've been doing it since about 2021 and ha- have had no major issues so far. Is this the James Cameron one, or does James Cameron have his own that goes down there? Um, it I, doesn't, I, I feel like this would be in the story right away if it was James Cameron. No, James Cameron has one, or oh, has oh, been know, on one, or he's involved in one of these submarines. Like but it doesn't one. mention James Cameron in the in the story You'd at all. I think that would be one of the leading. I'm going to see if it James Cam- Ocean Gate Expeditions James Cameron because maybe he could help. I mean, what's he up to? Just put, just yeah, put a hold on is Avatar there, Four and get get over there. Is there anyone who knows the Titanic better than James Cameron? Titanic expert who dove with James Cameron issues chilling warning about lost submersible. Don't like that. Um, it doesn't look like it's necessarily related to James, to James Cameron, Cameron at all. This is why we we had the stories a couple months ago about how they're doing these uh, hot air balloon trips to the stratosphere. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how you can go up and you can propose or get married or have dinner in outer space. Yeah, hard pass. You know, you got to get the technology down. I'm not going to be the first in line for that sort of thing. It's yeah. it's got to be three or four decades of no accidents before I'm ready to go up. Yeah, I don't want to be a pioneer. 
and this type of thing. You know what's ironic though? They named the t- the tiny uh, submarine that they went down underwater with the Titan. You know, it's like at what point are you playing with fate when you name the the submarine after the sink the boat the ship that, that sunk, sunk the unsinkable yes and Titanic enough, the like twelve years before the Titanic sunk there was a book called the Titan about a giant world record setting boat that sunk. So it's just weird. It's just one of those, uh, you know, weirdly ironic things in life. Well, but. God, I hope they find these guys. Yeah. Wouldn't they have a story to tell if they, they're rescued? Clock's ticking, though. 70 hours worth yeah. of air left. That's claustrophobic. Oh, yeah, if they haven't turned on each other. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine you and I being stuck in that thing for five days? Five hours. <laughs>